What is good, Faithful? We are back again with another episode of Niner Talk with Jasper and Jamal. I am very clearly Jamal. As you can see, my co-host Jasper is not here today. But we got my boy Biamechi up in the house with us, man. Hey. We got him here. We'll talk about uh we'll talk about the Niners today. But yeah, like I said, we got Biamechi here from 49365. Bro, how we doing? Thank you for tapping in with me. It's good to <laughs> good to go live with you. Man, thank you. Um, you know, shout out to Jasper not being here. Um, you know, big big shout out to him for the amazing show that you guys have on your slot, six p.m. on Wednesdays. We a little late today, but don't you worry about know. that. Um, but uh, I really appreciate you letting me rock with you today in his absence because me and JB weren't able to do our regular show last night, um, which we usually do right. Tuesdays at nine p.m. Just because I ran into a whole bunch of other stuff, business. You know, just life happens sometimes. Yeah, you're right, one hundred percent. It happens. So. I'm just appreciative to be on and talk nine and talk because we have so much nine and talk to get into, man. Right. I mean, hey, man, you said it right there. There's so much to talk about. The game was on Thursday. <laughs> I do my show on Wednesdays and I was glad. I'm not even going to lie, bro. I was so glad that the game was on Thursday and it gave me six days to think about my thoughts because I was mad. I mean, I'm going to be real. I was mad. I was not happy about yeah. the game. We really I mean, that's a game we let slip away. And each time I want to give them a little bit of credit and say, you know what, this Niners, this Niners team is who we thought they were. We get a we get a game like this where I'm like, OK, well, are they who we thought they were? And we'll dive into this a little bit more. I still think this Niners team is is really good. It's still really solid. But doesn't we'll it dive add, more into that. But doesn't, go it ahead, add, go ahead. doesn't it add to the sting when it's on national TV and it's the only game 100%. on? I, I just those those national games when when you have a stinker like that, it's okay. You right. know, when you lose, you lose. But when right. it's like that and like you know Jimmy Jesus looking terrible, and you know the media is just gonna go after him. Right, right, you right. Can't, you can't turn on ESPN. You can't turn on NFL Network because you already know what it's gonna be. So it's just like, man, come on. But oh yeah, man. no. It is. It does add to the steam. And like you said, um, it was a Thursday night game. We were the only ones playing at that time. You know, the, the national world, they're all looking at you. Man, what a game. What a game. So we'll dive into that. But, yeah, I want—I did want to pay my respects here real quick to John Madden as well. We all know he passed away yesterday. He has a biopic. Com- did the biopic come out already or is it coming out? I think I- it might have been the third. I think it already came out last week. I'm out. not sure, um, but uh, I definitely, you know, it's, you know, it's, it's just crazy how that worked out. But, um, you know, right. I, I can't wait to to see that when I do get the chance. But yeah, definitely, you know, RIP. Um, you know, it's uh, it's uh, it's been a lot of 2021. Though. You look at all the people that passed away this man. year, man. It's just like it's crazy. But with Madden, you know, um, JB, who I do the show with um you know we're we're cousins that's my first cousin so okay grew up you know playing madden doing all that like everybody does right and jb he's a little older than me he's my older cousin he used to always you know smash on me and madden and he was you know (laughs) the player that would kill me and i played it up to you know that uh the one with the michael vick cover that was i feel like when they started doing the what was it the qb vision or whatever it was called right that's when it started getting kind of michael vick a cheat code (laughs) the biggest cheat code (laughs) exactly but i mean I don't know. Everybody, you know, people have been saying their uh, their words, you know, their well wishes, their sentiments mm-hmm. all throughout the week. But, you know, on my end, just being able to play that game specifically, that's what, you know, our generation, right. that's primarily what we know him from. You know, it's not right. as the coach. It's not as all these, you know, the announcer, although mm-hmm. some of the, those classic Niner calls, you know, I was John Madden on it. So definitely got to, you know, give your um, props there. But 
you know, just de- just definitely playing the game, man, and just how fun Madden was and the all Madden and, you know, playing against the computer and just, right. you know, that, that was that was the first game. I'm not a big video game person. I first okay. started off earlier in my life, like Madden, that was it. And then like when I got to college and whatnot, I only played FIFA. So it's one of those two sports. FIFA's games. fun. I'm not FIFA, a big soccer guy, but FIFA, I liked it too. <laughs> FIFA. And it's, and it's funny because I think FIFA is a great example for me because I never you know, I was always intrigued with uh, soccer and whatnot, mm-hmm. but I never, I didn't know the game like that. And I feel like I learned a lot about soccer through FIFA. And that's what a lot right. of people did through Madden about football. So, right. you know, it's a great game. Um, And, uh, you know, aside from that, you know, he he's he's the OG, man. It's Madden. The, right. The, the, I, I think of Madden, I think of like, Thursday, um, Thanksgiving football, mm-hmm. talking about the turducken. I remember he used to always talk about that, the turkey, duck, the chicken, all in one, the turducken. Uh, you know, he always <laughs> has some funny statements and stuff. So, hey, man, shout out to shout out to Madden, RIP, right? Um, a football legend. One hundred percent. You said it right there. A football legend, man. In one way or another, everyone happens to know who John Madden is, right? You don't have to even just be into sports to know who John Madden is, even just the name Madden. Oh, it's that guy. You know, people recognize the face and know the guy. They know who he is. And so, yeah, I mean. Wanted to shout out, give him his props. Um, rest in peace, rest in paradise. Whether it be the game, the fact that he changed what the game is as a video game from turning it just to you know these little small games to actual 11 on 11 football game using an old playbook that he had. Like the man, the man was a legend and he changed the game of football for the average fan, not just watching it, but being able to actually sit there and play it too. Even beyond that, as you touched on as well the great calls he made as an announcer with Pat Summerall, like, man, that, and we don't like to talk about it because none of us here are Raiders fans, but the Duke of coach as well, very clearly right. before that too. So, hey man, if you're looking at, if you're looking at a life and say, man, who did it in 85 years? I mean, I can't argue what he did. That did he was you, all football. <laughs> did, you get a, did you get a chance to see what, uh, you know, Shanahan briefly, he was asked about him at today's presser and he briefly, you know, spoke up, spoke about Madden. But to me, like when I was listening to Shanahan talk, I yeah. was just thinking about how Shanahan, he just really seems like, you know, I was thinking about how the Bills head coach, Sean McDermott, he opened up this yeah. press conference talking about Madden, condolences to his family, because he's very like, you know, executive presence, one of those right. sort of head coaches. Right. Um, Shanahan, you know, he was asked about it and he gave his response. And to me, I just look at Shanahan as like, he's just playing video games with like real life guys. He's just this is right. great schema, scheme it up guy. And like, that's just the sense that I see the box that I put Shanahan in. He's just out there playing you. video games in real life. So it's just dope to kind of hear even Shanahan talk about that, about, you know, playing Madden and you right. know, just all those aspects of it. Because at the end of the day, like <laughs> this is a game, you know, 100 percent. Yeah. But as we transition here, I know we want to talk about Niners, too. We don't want to just talk about John Madden. We did want to give him our you know respects and stuff. So last but not least, yeah, rest in peace, rest in paradise. You changed a lot. But as we do dive into this uh, 49ers talk here tonight, stick in with us, guys. I see we got 12 in here right now. Stick in with us. We do want to open it up to some of you guys as well. We will do an open mic here in a few minutes. We aren't going to talk too, too long before we open it up to you guys and, you know, just chop it up with y'all as well, too. Um, yeah, I see a comment here. Rip, rest in peace, big homie, 100%. Yeah, talking about Tech Mobile, 100%. Yeah, Tech Mobile. <laughs> tech Mobile is fun, too. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, but yeah, we want to dive into, like I said, man, this last week, and by week, I mean from Thursday to now, this last week has felt like almost five years in <laughs> regards to what's been going on. And it's almost a microcosm of 2021, <laughs> just as a whole. It's been, things have been so weird. And 
Jason Aponte says this, man. The content writes itself. The 49ers, what are they doing? This content, everything that they're it's this might be the one team right now in football that you can look at and say, what's going on today for 365 days? Like that doesn't normally happen when you're looking at football. You might hear some of that stuff about like the Lakers or even the Warriors or like the Celtics, things like that. You might hear something about that when it comes to NBA guys, things like that. But I don't think that you see this this often in the in the NFL. And I'm thinking it's really interesting the fact that what whether it be John Lynch and I'm sure we'll t- we'll talk about that for a couple minutes and the like tweet like where they do that at that <laughs> never happens. <laughs> it happened to this team. At this time, there's a lot of weird things going on since Thursday, and that's actually the underlying thing. The John Lynch thing, we probably aren't going to even talk about that a lot today, probably in general, because there's been quarterback talk that we want to get to, whether it be Jimmy Garoppolo and his thumb injury, thumbgate, as some might want to call it. And then you've got Trey Lance. Is he going to start? Is he not going to start? I think he's going to start. He probably will start. The 49ers decide to you know, sign a practice squad quarterback. Tyler Bray is, you know, all these things come with extra timing that it's like, uh, it's a little weird. It's a little weird. What's going on? Y'all haven't been so forthright with us about these injuries when it comes to the quarterback position. But you look at, you know, you look at the the Dre Greenlaws, you look at the the Kwaski Tarts. When those guys get injured, we hear about them. We hear about them pretty, pretty, pretty soon. And so, yeah, I mean, I'm going on a rant here, but I do want to talk a little bit about just so much that's gone on here. Let's go ahead and start with uh, – we'll go ahead and start with the John Lynch tweet. I don't think this is going to take super long. But what were your initial thoughts when you heard? Was it Monday? It's been so much that's gone on that I forgot oh, what day it even happened. I don't, I don't <laughs> think so. I think that was that was either Friday or Saturday, wasn't it? That was that – was, maybe that was Saturday. I think that was um, – Saturday? On Christmas. Yeah, he, he was at Mass, right? Christmas Mass. So was either you're right. Friday you're right. You're right. Um, yes. My initial thoughts to your, to your question, you know – I think I've heard a lot of people, I think Grant was saying, um, you know, um, it was uh, unprofessional that, you know, he's on Twitter to begin with, kind of like, why are yeah. you looking at your ads or, you know, your mentions and things like that? Right. My, my, my two cents on that is, you know, John Lynch is, uh, as Kyle Shanahan would say, Captain America, and mm-hmm. he is that guy who goes on Twitter and, you know, says things now and then. And, you know, like, so I think for him to be checking um, on Twitter and whatnot, it's a little bit different, I think, yeah. than, than like another, uh, you know, person in the organization or even player, um, because to me, like he is using Twitter for other reasons. It's not like he's just, you know, mm-hmm. but I think, it, I, you know, it looks it looks it doesn't look good. It's not a good look. What, no. What's you doing, man? Like, why are you why are you what liking you that tweet? Was it intentional? Was it not like I don't know. But, you know, right. it seems like. John Lynch is a person who's definitely going to get the benefit of the doubt from, you know, he he's the person who says all the right things, who treats yeah. people with class, you know, from all regards. So he's going to get the benefit of the doubt. I got to believe him at his word. I'm not I'm not going to, you know, try to run through the scenarios in my head of mm-hmm. hmm, what was he thinking? What was he trying right. to do? Is this a subtle slight jab at Jimmy? I'm not even going to I'm just going to accept him at his word. But I will say when Grant asked the question to Jimmy today, and uh, I think Jimmy pretty much said, yeah, he's all class. I, I don't have any reason to believe that. He said, I'm not, I'm paraphrasing, but he said something along the lines of, yeah, I don't think he meant to like that, which was just right. Right. Maybe I'm reading into things a little bit too much, but it's like, what do you mean you don't think? Do you like, do you right. actually like, do you think that was intentional <laughs> or not? Like I it just, the way he phrased it was like, do you, is there a possibility that you think that he really did that? Like for real? So yeah. I don't know. It's just, it's just, when you combine that 
with the fact of how, you know, we're going to get into Thumbgate and how all that's transpired mm-hmm. and how all that's kind of played out. It does make you kind of raise your eyebrows and, you know, right. just all these little things alone don't mean anything. But when you add them together into that pot, it's like we cooking with something potentially if you want to go that direction. Thank you. That's the point right there. I love how you ended that. When you add all these things that happen together, you can, we can't. At what point do we stop turning a blind eye and saying, yeah, OK, you know that, you know, that's football. That just happens. No. And when it comes to John Lynch and, and Shanahan, you know, more more often than not, I have given them the benefit of the doubt. I do like Shanahan as a coach. I think he's. Well, I'll say this. I love him as a, as a play caller, a play schemer. I think he is a genius when it comes to that. As a coach, I do think he's a good coach. There's been questions and concerns, and I've been outspoken, especially at the start of the year, you know, starting out two and four and, you know, trying to figure out figure out what we were going to be. I had my questions. I had my concerns about him, and I've been very vocal about it. Uh, but, you know, look at looking at us now, we went on a run. We are eight and, eight and seven. Some questions I have had have been answered. I give him that credit. But in the same breath, when we're looking at this John Lynch Lynch situation, you said it, man. Like, how do you be accidentally liking this? I know you were tagged in it. I get that. But if you're in mass, what do you, you just like? You have your hands in your pocket, just like scrolling, or you know, you accidentally go to the app, and you know, I don't want to get too too conspiracy theory about it. It's just a little weird how you accidentally like it. You can take that. Everyone can take that how they want to take it. But it's weird. It's not normal. I don't be accidentally accidentally liking things on my phone. <laughs> I don't accidentally do that. So I thought and, and, that's and, a little different. A little, and a, a little, a little, little cher- a little cherry on the top with it too is the, him mentioning he was at mass. Like, like how is that relevant to anything? Wasn't relevant. It's kind of like yeah, you fumbling. That, that's kind of like a something a liar would, would possibly do. You know, if you just right. put in all these extra details. Nah, I was at. I was. I wasn't. I wasn't cheating on you. I was a. Uh, uh, you know, we were at the bar yeah. and we were doing this. And then we went here. And then we were like, why are you bringing all this <laughs> other information? Were you were you with this person or not? Did you do this or not? Right. So, I don't know. I, I see this comment here by Freak, Freak Stomper 49 Thank you for commenting. I see this is funny. I mean, accidentally typed seventh the other day. I was laughing so hard at something, and my phone was in my hand. I guess I hit some buttons. Everyone thought I was in seventh on FanDuel. And you're right, man. It does happen. The fact that I am questioning it, you know, weird things do happen. Things do accidentally happen. So I'm not here saying there's no chance whatsoever that it was an accident, but there's always a little chance that something is something or isn't something so you know just to your point yeah there is a chance it was an accident but man that's a weird one that's an accident and i don't want to spend too much time on it because it doesn't change too much and it's very weirdly like the lowest storyline that we have to talk about tonight based off what's happened this week but the last thing i'll say just in regards to this i mean it wasn't me or you that talked about you know when they went to the pro day this offseason for for uh, Justin Fields, that they were thinking about Trey Lance drawing up plays. It wasn't me or you that said that. That was John Lynch, you know. So as much as we want to, you know, give him credit and call him the golden boy. And I know I probably sound a little like I'm going in on him. I probably sound like that. But I'm just saying, like, we are all responsible for our actions, our thoughts and our words. And I didn't make him say, hey, we were at this pro day and we were talking about, you know, Trey Lance. I didn't make him say that. Dude came out and said that on a podcast. Too much information. Too much information. Yes. He just, for my liking, and it's just my my preference, my opinion, I think he may may talk a little bit too much when it comes to some of these things. And it can start to look like it's saving face a little bit when you talk too much and people are going to have their own thoughts and opinions. And hey, that comes with the territory. Totally understand it. 
but it can be it can be a little it can be a little bit too much just in my opinion uh any final thoughts on that before we switch off and get off of that that subject here uh nah man we can we could we could proceed man proceed for sure well once again i see we got 17 people in here what's up faithful i got my girl tanya in here it's good to see you we got marcos in here as well thank you guys for tuning in uh please be sure to like and subscribe to this episode uh we want to push it up the algorithm thank you so much for tuning in with us stay tuned please we are going to get to some questions uh and phone call we want to talk with y'all get y'all's takes your, your thoughts and your opinions on what's been going on real quick Jamal, real quick mm-hmm. um you know like you said 17 16 folks in here right now if y'all could do us a favor really like subscribe comment you know put in something that you want to hear us talk about put in an emoji something like that even if you can if you on twitter retweet it because i don't right. want i don't want me being on to be the reason that the ratings for this show is lower i want to get it higher i want to no, don't up. do that i don't want i don't want to be <laughs> i don't want to make it lower i don't want to do that don't don't make me feel that way y'all so let's get this thing get some traction let's get some some views in here let's make that happen right 100 percent. and we got like i said we got tanya in here she said hi jasper and jamal well i'm actually accompanied by bmechi tonight so jasper wasn't able to make it on uh we got bmechi from 49365 and we're keeping it pushing thank you so much for tuning in once again um yeah so let's transition let's talk a little bit about this thumb gate <laughs> this thumb gate man so so he gets hurt in the second half oh he gets hurt just before the end of the first half uh he got tacked he got tackled sacked by Danico Autry you know he gets thrown to the ground some people say you know it could have been a flag I'm kind of on the, the side of you know it could have been a flag the way that they're calling it now I do think it probably should have been a flag um so he gets thrown down he gets up and I forgot who the was it Lakin he did talk to a, a lineman right away you can go back and look at it if you have the all 22 um you can go back and look at it he does talk to somebody and lets him know that his finger was messed up. He did also tell Kyle Juszczyk as well. And then they said he goes to the sideline when they get, you know, done with that drive. And he, he told Kyle Shanahan. So, you know, there is the finger injury. It comes out now that it's a grade three UCL sprain. And before we get too much further, I just kind of want to clarify what that is. So a grade three UCL sprain, it's a sprain. And I think a lot of people get confused by that. It's a sprain, but it also means that there's a tearing of the ligament from the bone and there was a bone chip in the thumb injury as well too so yes it is a sprain but it's a sprain that does tear from the ligament and so yeah it does it it directly affects uh grip strength so in my personal opinion i don't think that he's going to be able to play this weekend i really don't because it affects grip strength he did you know he had his press conference today went out there and talked about you know giving it a go and feeling extra con or not extra feeling confident in it that's all good and dandy. He goes out to practice today, wasn't able to, you know, throw the ball. He wasn't able. Well, I don't want to say he was not able to throw the ball, but he did go test it out and he wasn't able to, you know, to go. So he didn't practice today. Trey Lance got first team reps. Sudfeld was behind him. Give me your thoughts on the, on this thumb gate. I have my own, but I do. I want to hear from you too. Okay. So a lot of people in professional sports, mainly the NFL, talk about how they want to see the referees speak at post game press conferences after games to, Mm -hmm. you know, explain their explain themselves. You know, the players got to do these interviews. Why not the referees? Mm -hmm. My opinion, one of the things (laughs) one of the side takeaways I have from this whole situation is why not hear from the doctors? 
You know, mm-hmm. Shanahan said it himself. He's not a doctor. He's trying to explain this. He, why not just have the doctors Stop. go up there and basically explain what's going on? You know, what the, what the particulars of the situation are. They don't have right. to say, like, if a guy is going to be able to play or not and things like that. But they just need to explain what the injury is. Right. And mm-hmm. the coaches can say, oh, we're looking, you know, he's going to test it out or, you know, but getting into the details and having Shanahan basically right. make a mistake or and people are going to say, was it intentional or not? And then right mm-hmm. after we get the reports from the national media, um, the Ian Rapp reports and the, and the, you know, Schefter's of the world in terms of saying what the injury is and all the details of it. You know, I just feel like we can do we can we can clear a little bit of that up if we just have yeah. the doctor speak. But I guess my initial thoughts on the whole situation. I give up, man. I give up. Yeah. I give up. I, I, I let go. <laughs> and what I mean by that is. I, I really thought that, and I think you're in the camp of Trey's probably going to play. Trey is probably, I mean, that, it seems like Jimmy couldn't finish the practice today. It's Wednesday, you know, so yeah. you would think that, okay, Trey has a better chance to play right now. But the way Shanahan talks about it, maybe it's coach speak. Maybe it's just like, you know, right. a little gamesmanship for getting right. ready for the Texans. But I do really feel like I'm just confused. I don't understand. Like the whole year, this whole season, we've had plenty of opportunities to play Trey Lance. And in mm-hmm. fact, this whole Thumbgate situation is very similar to Kneegate, where we found out mm-hmm. after the Arizona Cardinals game, uh, mm-hmm. Trey Lance called us you know, when he was going to sleep and said something was bothering him with his knee. So he's yes. going to kind of battle through that this week. What? You know, that, right. That, it's just weirdness. It's just been weirdness all around. Like the only way that a quarterback can play is if another quarterback gets hurt. There's never just like, oh, we're just deciding to go with this guy or this guy's playing better and he's shown us enough from practice or what. No, we're not doing that. We want to be very clear, like which like Shanahan said last year against Miami. We want to be right. very clear. The only reason that Jimmy G's not playing is because of this injury. So, you know, mm-hmm. I just feel like I kind of give up. I don't. It seems like Shanahan wants to play Jimmy. Maybe that's just for the optics, but it seems like there is a chance that he can play. But, you know, he didn't right. practice after that press conference, so... I don't know. I, one thing before I hand it back over to you mm-hmm. is it was interesting hearing Jimmy speak because he really seemed confident. You know, he even yeah. said, like, I feel confident in the, you know, I feel confident in it right now. And they asked him, like, what makes you feel confident? Like, why, mm-hmm. why are you feel confident? You haven't thrown since the game. Why do you feel confident? Mm-hmm. He gave some weird answer just talking about, yeah, well, you know, I, we had Christmas and, you know, and go out there and see how it goes. And then he didn't finish practice. He, didn't, he wasn't able to he wasn't able to go through it. So it's like, right. why are, I, it just doesn't make sense. Why would you not just be like, oh, it's bothering me. We'll see. I don't know. Maybe that's just being a quarterback in, in the NFL. And Jimmy, did, I got Jimmy, thoughts on that. Jimmy did talk about, you know, um, you know, the, the, the availability aspect and he already has this reputation. So there's a big aspect of, you know, you got to show the guys that this is your team. That's what he said. This is my right. team. He said that he's, this right. is my team. Right. So maybe he's just plugging it out there, toughing it out there, wants to be out there. But the whole thing, I surrender. I don't know. I would love to have answers as being a co-host with you today, Jamal, and, and, mm-hmm. and being you know tapped in the 49ers Twitter to all the spaces. I know you were in a few of them today. All the spaces, yes. people talking, you know, breaking down what happened at the press conferences. This is what's going to happen. This person's going to start. I can't do that for y'all because I just don't know from this team and what they do. I cannot unequivocally say that Trey is going to start. I just don't know. 100%. I cannot 100% equivocally say the same thing. I cannot sit here, sit here and tell you that Trey Lance will start. I'll tell you, I think he will start. I really do. I think there's a high percentage that he does start. But I will say this. So I have some thoughts. I do think that it, it was weird. It, this whole situation with this thumb and the whole situation around the QB has been weird all year long. And this was just as weird. And I'm going to be totally honest, man. I think that 
you're hearing things from Shanahan where he's saying, you know, it's a sprain. And that was all Shanahan said when, when this first came to light, that it's a sprain. So some of us aren't thinking, or I would say most of us, if not all of us, are thinking it's not that serious. But then right after that, you're hearing reports from Schefter. You're hearing reports from Ian Rappaport. And then Matt Mayoko's as well. They're talking about, oh, it's a little bit more serious than just a sprain. And so we're wondering, oh, what does that mean? You know, Shanahan's not going to give us too much. He doesn't really come out and say too much about injuries, especially at this position. He's proven that this year. He's not going to really say too much, and we're not going to find out right away. Um, but I do think that it comes to, it comes down to, yeah, I do think gamesmanship, you know, competitive advantage. I think that plays a role 100%. I think it does. Kyle's not going to say more than he has to. I mean, and it's not just Kyle, like all coaches, I really think aren't going to say more than they have to say. And whether it be the Texans, whether it be the Patriots, whether it be the Bucks, he's not going to say too much. It doesn't matter that we're playing the Texans and that, in my personal opinion, that Trey or Jimmy could go out and win this game. I don't think that that plays a role. I do think that in, in Shanahan's mind, he's going to tell you what what we need to know. And it's also very possible that he didn't know how serious the injury was. He might not have been lying. It's very possible he did not truly know how much this injury was. And so he, you know, he heard thumb sprain. Okay, it's a thumb sprain. It's not that serious. And I say that because I do see, I do think that on Jimmy's campsite, they are keeping Jimmy. That's their, that's their priority. And the 49ers side, whether it be uh, Shanahan, whether it be Lynch, you know, any of the players, the 49ers are going to do what's best for them as well, too. So we hear from Shanahan, you know, it's a it's a thumb injury, it's a it's a thumb sprain. Then it comes out. I personally think that it was probably Jimmy's agent and Jimmy's side that's saying, you know what, it is it's deeper than just a thumb injury. We're going to put that information out there. We also want Jimmy to come in and and today he's going to be the one to speak today because as you used and I like to use this word too, the optics of the whole thing. Let's put Jimmy up there. We don't want it to seem like he's even more injury prone than he has seemed to be so far. If we're going with the rookie and we got to put the kid in from the Niners side, they probably are not mad that the kid gets his chance to play. You know, it's later in the season. Nobody gets to decide when he's going to play. But I got to think from the Niners side that they're not mad that Trey Lance is getting his chance to play all while saying, yo, look, it's time. We're going to go to the kid. But Jimmy, we're going to put you on the stand. You know, and I honestly think that Jimmy probably knew he wasn't going to be able to throw the ball. He doesn't just say that stuff that he's confident. Because, and then not be able to go out there and play. What's what's the what does he have to gain by saying, "Man, I'm just I can't do it." I think the optics and, and looking forward towards you know free not free agency, what's going to happen this off season going forward, I think that plays a huge role. And you're right, he goes out there and says, you know, this is my team. I'm not going to be. I'm not going to say too much about this injury. I'm more low key. Yeah, that's good. Pump yourself up if you're Jimmy Garoppolo. I'm not going to say anything negative that's going to hurt. And I'm sure he's not thinking about his stock but he's thinking about his image. And so I don't think that he's going to say anything that's going to make it seem more negative on him all while at the same time being that the gentleman that Jimmy Garoppolo has been, whether you like him or think he's a great quarterback or not, those things put aside, he's been a consummate pro in my opinion. And I think that he's handled the situation very well. And I think this situation will continue to look good for him as well as giving the Niners their chance to turn it over to Trey. So I do think that Trey Lance, will start this week and you know we can predict about what goes on forward but i in my personal opinion if you put trey lance in this week unless it's a train wreck even and i still i don't even think it's going to be a train wreck because kyle shanahan is a genius play caller and he's been able to scheme open really good plays uh and we've seen in that cardinals game he's been able to i don't want to say protect trey but 
it didn't look like the Saints game when, when he played his first start. It didn't look like the Saints game that we just watched a few days ago. So in my personal opinion, yeah, I do think that when you turn it over to Trey Lance, you, you can't look back. You can't go back. When you drafted Trey at three overall, you decided, yo, this kid is the most important uh, commodity that we now have. Maybe, mm -hmm. maybe even slightly more than Shanahan. Maybe, but I just don't think you can turn it. You can turn it back over to Garoppolo. Yeah, give me your well, thoughts on so that. One thing that you said that made me think of a different scenario is: mm -hmm. what if the scenario of that they're kind of you know keeping it open ended? Because basically, if you're saying we already traded up all that we did for Trey. We already, um, I, I got, I kind of get the sense of like, and the reason why I say I quit and I don't really know what this team is doing is like, yeah. you have the perfect opportunity to just play Trey now. Right. Right. Like be a hundred percent on board with it and be like, you know, Jimmy, we're going to see if he can go, but right now Trey's going to be our, you know, he's, he's ready to go. We're going to give him the reps and, you know, I get it. Gamesmanship, all those sort of things. And we will see mm -hmm. on Sunday that's ultimately going to determine really like what's going on. But what I was right. just thinking when you were talking is, are they setting up a scenario where Jimmy starts and mm. they have a basically a, a easy leash. They have a, a built-in excuse to say if Jimmy's having one of those Tennessee Titan games and you know the mm. ball's not coming off right and things like that, they can easily you know come out the second half and be like Trey's playing Jimmy. He gave it a go, but you know it just wasn't. You know it's a it's a five week injury. We're just gonna put him on ice. It's not. It's they're gonna say it's because of the injury. Just didn't look right. right. Wasn't going right. Whatever. Right. But maybe that's the caveat that they're putting up there. Maybe they're putting up a scenario where they want to see Jimmy play, but. They're going to give him a very short lease and, you know, Trey's going to be ready to come in if Jimmy's playing right. like he did against the Titans. I don't know. I, I Look, I'm a I'm team Trey. I'm team Niners at the end of the day. If Jimmy plays mm -hmm. like Jimmy plays like I, I kind of I was of the camp that, you know, he shouldn't be on this team to start the season. I didn't Same. like that move. I don't understand. Like, I didn't like the move. But here we are. He's done some good things for us this year. He's done some bad things for us. At the end of the day, he's done some Jimmy things for us. He's Jimmy. And yeah. Uh, I appreciate Jimmy. I rock with Jimmy. And, um, right. you know, it's not about I've seen so much divisiveness on Twitter back and mm -hmm. forth, like team Jimmy, team, Trey, all this stuff. At the end of the day, like I want to see Trey. I think most of us long term fans want to see Trey because that's supposed right. to be the future. I want to get this future started. Now, I'm a futurist, man. I, I like to I like to think about the future and what's best for the future, because I always think of things from the from the viewpoint of it's not even, you know, it's it's a short term versus long term game. And mm -hmm. even if you feel like Jimmy G is going to give us you the best chance right now, we've seen his shortcomings. We know that it's not just the optimal chance. It's not, you know, he's not Aaron Rodgers out here. He's not, you know, at that level of an elite quarterback level. So if that's the case and we feel comfortable with Trey, you know, why not play that rookie unless you have your reservations with him? You know, right. unless you have your reservations. Right. So it's it'll be interesting to see. We'll have to wait till Sunday to really, you know, find out who's out there. But I do think. For all the faithful, I'm not trying to be a Debbie Downer, but I do think there is, you know, on top in, in terms of the Spider-Man universe and there being one scenario <laughs> in one universe, there is a universe where Jimmy G starts on Sunday. Just saying that. There is. I mean, I think that's fair. Uh, I did want to touch on this comment from Marcos as well. Yeah. His trade value will be determined on how many teams need a QB anyways. And for me, I've been saying this in spaces and I'll say it here as well, too. Listen, whether we all think, and at, at, you know, we're five years into Jimmy Garoppolo. We're five years in. We have our takes. We have where we think he ranks as quarterbacks. You know, I I definitely think he's a starting quarterback in this league. He has he's able to do that. He's a competent quarterback. I don't think he is a top 10 quarterback. I don't think he's a top 15 quarterback, but he's a top uh, 32 quarterback in this league. That being said, 
and I've said this multiple times, your value is whatever a team is willing to pay for you, right? To give up for you. So I can sit here and say, oh, he's not that great. He's not worth more than a fourth or fifth round pick. Well, guess what? It don't really matter what I think. It only matters what one team who wants one to trade team. or, you know, work out something to get him. So you can go look at the the Browns right now. Are they going to pay Baker a big contract after this year? It's starting to look like maybe not because Jimmy and him might be in a similar, if not the same tier. They may want to say, you know what? I got to move on from him. You have to go look at the Panthers. Are they going to keep, are they going to go forward with Sam Darnold? They're going to, you know, are they going to stick with Cam? I don't think Cam will probably be back next year. Uh, you're only as good as your value is whatever a team is willing to give up for you. So will they trade for him? Will a team trade for him? Who knows? But it only takes one. So as much as, yeah, I mean, I can sit here and like I said, I can say he's not worth more than a fourth, a fifth, a third. It only takes one. And if there's a team out there that says, you know what? I'm not that high on these quarterbacks this year, whether it be, you know, the, the quarterbacks that are coming out don't seem to be that great. And who knows? In a few years from now, that could be totally wrong. But the perception on these guys is that they're not that great. So if a team says, you know what, I'm not that interested in these guys. Ben Roethlisberger is going to retire. Uh, what happens with Aaron Rodgers? What happens with Russell Wilson? I think personally, those dominoes have to fall before we find out what's going to really happen with Jimmy Garoppolo. If you got a chance to go after Aaron Rodgers or Russell Wilson, um, you're going to go after those guys first. So you can go look at you can go look at the Steelers. You can go look at the Giants. You can go look at the the Browns. There's teams out there, uh, the Broncos. You can go look at these teams. They're going to be looking at those two quarterbacks first. So in my personal opinion, I do think those dominoes, if they get moved, are going to get moved first. Then we can start talking about the Jimmy Garoppolo's, the Teddy Two Gloves, you know, all these these other tier guys that are a tier below. Them. And to your point, like, I think that's a really good point, a really strong point that you made about, you know, the dominoes got to fall. And I think with Jimmy, a lot of fans look at him as like, what team is going to trade any you know value to get him? He costs as much as he does. I think Jimmy, what is Jimmy's value? He is a really good bridge quarterback in terms of like, I think a perfect team for him would be a team that is probably going to draft a quarterback, but also mm -hmm. wants to maybe win now kind of vibe, kind of like what he's doing now to a certain extent, right? For the Niners. Yeah. Right? I feel like he can easily step into a situation like with the Giants and then, you know, just basically be in a predicament where, you know, you got Jimmy G who's, you know, right. can be a, I, he definitely can work in New York. I mean, I think he can make that work and people may be difficult with him and whatnot, but if you try, if you draft a quarterback, then you already have your air apparent. Right. You're letting him, you know, get some development like our boy Trey. And, uh, you know, yeah. this is, this well, he's almost a Daniel Jones, uh, Eli Manning type. Yeah. So I've been thinking about that too. He could fit there. And my thing is, I don't think Jimmy Garoppolo is the type of quarterback that's going to raise the ceiling of the guys around him, but I would say Kenny Galladay is a solid receiver when he's playing i know he's been hurt this they year got receivers he's yeah, they solid got receivers. they got weapons yeah. not just what i think they got weapons Ingram. and if, if i'm them i'm looking at russell wilson first i'm just be honest i'm looking at russell wilson i don't think aaron Rodgers probably goes there but if you can try to work out something for russell wilson i think the giants might be someone might be a team that would consider that but even if that doesn't happen do you stick with daniel jones do you make a trade would the niners make a trade there's reports that have come out um from a, a reporter for the Giants made a report, and I saw it today on Twitter, talking about would they make a trade for Daniel Jones to the Niners in a third, and we give them Jimmy. I don't know. I'm not saying I'm not trying to make that say that's going to happen or anything. But if you are the Giants, I mean, I think Jimmy Garoppolo is better than Daniel Jones. That's my and opinion. I would, and I would love Daniel Jones as a backup. I would too. 
I, as a backup, 100% agree. That athleticism, you can't really teach that. I do think that he can run an NFL offense. And in Kyle Shanahan's system, he actually would be a little bit better. I personally feel Kyle Shanahan's system does raise the floors of his quarterback. Mm-hmm. So Jimmy Garoppolo, I've been vocal about this. And if, I, if I'm wrong about this, I'll eat all the crow it takes. I've said Jimmy Garoppolo is probably somewhere between 18, 23, 25, something like that. But if he goes to a bad scheme next year or a team that's not really good, I think he's going to look even worse next year. I also was saying before this past week that the Texans, the team that were playing up, would be a great opportunity. But that was before last week. And it seems like, you know, their rookies out there kind of cooking it up and starting to get things, the ball moving a little bit. So we'll see. Right. That remains to be seen. But that, you know, I feel, I feel like especially with rookies when they're just coming <laughs> in and, you know, having a few starts, you don't really have that much film on them and stuff. So you can kind of they can they can get off to a hot start. So we'll see if you yeah. can keep it up the last two games of the season um but if he can't then that'd be another team possibility right there with the texans yeah rich makes a good point here before we switch over to the next thing as well he says garoppolo doesn't have the arm strength for new york and that's been something that has been something i've been thinking about whether it be new york whether it be pittsburgh any of the colder weather places we already know he's not the type of guy that's gonna consistently throw the ball outside the numbers or consistently push it down the field we know that Eastern Illinois, that's where that's his alma mater. I mean, he, he right. was playing out there in the Windy City. So I don't know. Right. I feel like I, I feel like Jimmy G in a different system with a different team. I would be I would love to see how that looks like. I think he's not the same player maybe that he was physically when he yeah. first came out and when he's with New England and all those sort of things. But I would love to I would love to see Jimmy in a more, you know, not game manager sort of role and more just sling it out role. I think mm-hmm. there might be a lot more picks and things like that, but there might be also you know, a lot, a lot of other positives with them too. So I'd be interested to see that. Yeah. And that's pretty much the last point that I was really trying to get to is that, yeah, he's not the type of guy that's going to push the ball outside the numbers, but we all know, although he does make, you know, inexcusable interceptions over the middle, he's also generally really good over the middle. That's where he's best at. And so in a game where you do need to pass the ball in those crazy, you know, snow conditions, if you are passing the ball on those downs, I still would like him actually in that role. So I don't, think that he's gonna be pushing the ball deep down the field or anything like that and teams are still gonna always be able to you know kind of crowd the middle a little bit more and he's he's proven that he's been susceptible to a pick or two or at least putting the ball in harm's way at least a couple times like we've seen that happen but at the same time he's also proven that he's above average yeah he's above average throwing the ball over the middle as well too he just happens to have those couple plays which seems like every game that it's like okay don't know about that one don't know what you were thinking about that and as i say that let's go ahead and transition to our thoughts here on that titans game as a whole and then after that i think we will open it up for questions um we haven't talked too much about trey lance here yet but we can talk about that as well with people um as we bring some of them in do you know how to link uh the pin yeah, here so people yeah. can come in yeah I can put it in. okay put for it in. sure my my thoughts in this game and then i'm going to turn it over to you my thoughts in this game was that we left opportunities on the field i mean the first three drives we i'll be i'll be conservative and say we should have we should have had 17 points but really <laughs> we should have had about 21 points and it's the missed opportunities whether it be the interception to I almost said Janoris, but he likes to go by Jackrabbit now. Jackrabbit Jenkins. Uh, the interception there, Kittle was never open. And I do think that one of the holes in Garoppolo's game is that he does rely on Shanahan's scheme for guys to get open. And he thinks probably nine times out of ten that they will get open, which isn't 
<laughs> it isn't bad because nine times out of 10, they probably do get open, but I almost think he relies on it and on that throw, on that touchdown throw. I did see him plan to throw it before he threw it. So I do know that he was going to go there. He showed it. He kind of pump faked it and then actually let it rip too. But Janoris Jenkins was sitting all over it. He was on that route. And so I, I, on one end, you can say good play Janoris Jenkins. But on the other side, you can also say, Jimmy, you can't throw that one. That one wasn't there. It never was there. If you guys go back and watch it, you can see the same thing. And, you know, someone who's going to defend Garoppolo might say, you know, in real time, that's hard. And you're 100% right. In real time, it is hard to, to say whether you should or shouldn't throw it. But in my opinion, I didn't think the play was ever open, ever. I thought Janoris Jenkins was really on that. And so for me, that's seven points left off the, off the board there. We can talk about the missed throw to Juice. Everyone's talked about that one as well, too. That was the uh, – that's the that's that same route that uh, Debo ran as well with Trey in the first Seahawks game. That long touchdown that Debo had down the sideline where the Seahawks broke contain, you know, a couple guys were lost out, out in coverage. It's called drift stock. It's that same play except for Debo being in the slot. It was Juszczyk being in the slot. And it seems like it seems like you get it's almost a toss up when he throws the ball to use check down the field. Right. It seems like when he's, when he's throwing those use check either makes a, a nasty play, a nasty catch. We can look back a couple years ago, 2019 against the the Steelers where he should have gotten laid out. <laughs> he dove for that. Um, and then you can look back earlier, whether it be the Seahawks, the second Seahawks game, that was a missed opportunity there as well too. And I think it happened once as well in the Bengals game down the left sideline in that one. So we look at those plays and I say, man, we got to have those Jimmy and, I'm not I'm not saying that Trey is better at that throw because when Trey threw it, it was underthrown, but he gave the dude a chance to make a play on the ball. Whereas for this one, Jimmy didn't do that. So I, I think you could ask Kyle Shanahan. You can ask most, if not all Niners fans, and they'll tell you the same thing. That was one we got to have. Dude was wide open. That one has to be placed somewhere in inbounds rather than getting tipped and going out of bounds. That's got to be kept inside. So I think we can look at those two plays and say, okay, that's at least 14 points right there. And then the game, in my personal opinion, I know he got sacked, hurt his thumb there. Right after that, um, I think that the Tennessee Titans come out. They go 15 plays, 60 yards to start the second half. 15 plays, 60 yards, six minutes. It was like six minutes, 15 seconds. You're seeing the 49ers defense be on the field for six minutes, 15 seconds. They kick the ball back to us. It's first down. Jimmy throws that interception to Amani, Amani Hooker. And it's like, boom, they get in the ball deep in their own territory, uh, deep in our territory. They got the ball back at the 18. So after that six minute, 15 play, uh, six minute drive, they got a field goal. We turn the ball over the very next play. They go, they go down and Deontay Foreman scores a touchdown. That's 10 points immediately. And I think the tide of that game shifted uh, like completely then. And it was AJ Brown tearing us up for the rest of the game. Give me your thoughts on that so far. Cause I do think that those things switched and turned the game and I, in my personal opinion, I do think that there's no way I think that we should be letting Jimmy Garoppolo off the hook for that, as well as if he was that hurt, you can be mad at Kyle Shanahan for keeping it. Absolutely, man. To me, and make sure if y'all want to tap in with us, you can hit that link. We just posted it out. So if you want to get into this conversation and please get do point and get out, let's do it. Tap in. Moving. But in terms of my thoughts on the Titans game, I would say, man, like overall, I think the story of the game was mm-hmm. it was a game where we just didn't have to lose it 
You know, there, mm. there's certain games where you got to win and there's certain games where you got to just not lose. And it sounds such like a cliche sports thing. But if you're if you're a true fan of sports, if you're a true fan of the game, then you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. You know, it goes to you can clearly talk about turnovers and things like that. But on offense, right, specifically talking about Jimmy G, it is about giving there's certain game plans, the plan, the game plan that Kyle Shanahan had against the Tennessee Titans mm-hmm. and the defense that was the Tennessee Titans for that specific game on Thursday night. I'm not talking about for the rest of the weeks of how they've played. I'm talking about for that specific game. Yeah. Kyle Shanahan, we were able to move down the field, scheme the right plays, and Jimmy G wasn't required to mm. fit the ball into really tight windows and to make plays on, on you know guys that need to go in double coverage and you have to get it in there like that it wasn't one of those type of games right you know, there were plays there you you call them out there's specific plays in the game that switches the game from one type of version of it to another type of version of it you can right. even go back the previous week to atlanta right we come right. out with the fumble but we're able to respond and get the fourth down stop that's a huge play in the game you don't right. have that play then maybe it's a close game maybe we even find a way to lose it ends up think weird things happen when you give a team a chance right a team that's mm-hmm. not as talented as you you let them in you give them a chance but when you do the right things and you just don't lose it like shanahan drew up that play to use check you can say on one side, what, you want Jimmy G to hit every single throw? He's just supposed to be perfect? Yes. He's supposed to be perfect on the plays that are there. We're not asking him to be perfect where it's like double coverage and, you know, this one's a tight window and all those sort of things. It's the plays that are there. You have to hit them. And, and the Niners Jimmy, believed in you enough to give you $27 million, and that comes with the territory when you're paid like that. that. Comes with the territory. There's no excuse. That There's no excuse. The There's and it's no not excuse. his fault that he, that he gave him the contract. That's not Jimmy's fault. I'll say that. Both things can be true. It's not Jimmy's fault that he signed the contract to get $27 million, but it's also expected that you hit those throws when you are getting paid like that. And more importantly, it's expected that we're going to talk about it when you don't hit those when throws, you don't hit and that's completely fine. Like, people, I'm not into all the caveats and the, you know, everybody's so sensitive. Y'all need to stop being so sensitive out there, for real. Yeah. Like, we don't, they'd be like, oh, don't count another man's pockets, all this type of stuff. It's public information. These guys are getting paid. What do they care what we're saying anyways? Like, they're getting right. paid. We love this team. This is our team. I'm going to talk about it. Like, at the end of the day, I, I, I hate when people say stuff like that. But anyways. Right. But the point I'm making is we just had to not lose the game and you know, it really comes down to the first interception that he threw when he was going to Kittle. And a, a play like that, it's not third down. It's not fourth down. You don't have to force it in there. Live to see another down. We may score a seven on that drive. If he does it, yeah. he just throws it away. And at the very least, we should at least get three. And those decisions, we lost by three. I mean, those decisions completely, drastically changed the outcome of what type of game it was. You know, <laughs> you know, Jamal, you know, faithful out there. That was the type of game we were like, are we going to blow them out? Are we going to like this? This is feeling like we, we might, you know, if things go right, it might be a fun, you know, not stressful game. But right. Jimmy just started a little bit unraveling like plays here and there. And I guess that's my overall thing on the defense. The only thing I have to say, it's the same theme, right? Don't lose the game. To right. me, the Titans made plays in the second half. You can't get all the third down conversions and stuff. A.J. Right, Brown, right, they right. made plays. You tip your cat, you give them credit. You would have liked to see a turnover. But again, just don't lose the game. The only thing I was really upset with was the I forget who it was. I don't know if it was Arden Key or, or who it was, but yep, I know the, what you're saying. Yes, exactly. That that encroachment penalty where it was third and twenty or whatever it was, like that those are the type of plays again where you just don't lose the game. Uh, that's a simple situation. It's third and twenty plus yards. Like all you have to do, right, is right. just not make a mistake, not make a penalty, and it's right there for you. 
And I yep. feel like we didn't um, we didn't do a good job of uh, playing sound on Jimmy G on offense and on defense with that one play. Those those two aspects is why we uh, lost the game and we didn't get beat, in my opinion. And that's really important. One hundred percent. You're not wrong. I gotta agree with you one hundred percent on that too. I wanted to say here, uh, the political man. That's my guy, Babytron from from Twitter, po- uh, popping in, talking with us a little bit. I saw the donation earlier as well. Thank you so much for sliding through. Good to see you in here. Um, he says, Jimmy basically admitted to predetermining that throw after the game. I think he's talking about that touchdown to, to Jack, or not touchdown, the throw to Jack Rabbit Jenkins. Mm-hmm. Uh, he said he'd take Kittle 1v1 one, one one any day, and he doesn't regret the read. And it would have been a TD if not for a miscommunication. Man. Yeah, I like I like Kittle 1 versus 1, you know, versus anyone. I do like that. But we can't be predetermining reads. These are still NFL talents. These are They're paid, too. I will give it to him. I will give it to Jimmy. Fine. It's a miscommunication. Well, whose fault is that? It you is. Know, and, 100%. And, I, and, I, and I know you can say like, yeah, coaching awesome. But like if you're the quarterback of a team, again, it comes down to taking ownership. That's one thing a lot of fake will talk about at the end of the game, too, about Jimmy never saying me like that. This is an example, right? It, right. Let's say it's miscommunication. Well, there's miscommunication on that play. There's clearly miscommunication on the play with Ayuk. Um, I believe he he brought that up on the third on the fourth down. I'm talking about where it looked mm-hmm. like Ayuk was kind of stopping, but you know he threw it like he was going to keep going. Um, you know, yeah, it may be miscommunication, but are you getting are you figuring those things out on the sideline? Are you preventing that in your preparation of the game plan? Like, why was right. there miscommunication? Like, that's what I'm more curious about. I'll give that to you. Fine, it's miscommunication. You're the quarterback of the team. It's still your fault. Right. Are you not putting you enough time that. to, you know, work with Kittle? And are you not putting enough time in the studying in the room? Like, I'm still putting that on you, even if it's a miscommunication between right. the both of you, because you're the quarterback. Right. 100%. You said it right there. It wasn't. I don't. I don't know what was a miscommunication. A miscommunication. I don't know what was because he threw it to the spot that Kittle was at. Janoris Jenkins was just on it. So I don't know what the miscommunication was. And I don't like hearing that stuff because it makes me think that you're just not being straight up and you're also not taking responsibility as the quarterback. I don't like hearing that stuff. Yeah, I mean, we can't have miscommunication in the red zone for a play that is on second down, I believe it was, or maybe even first down, where we can live to see another play. If you're, I mean, it's just unexcusable. It's, there's no, you know, there are excuses, right? Where if, if the yeah. ball gets tipped, you know, and you're, there, there, there's excuses. Like I said, there's things we can sure. live with. It's not like we're just every single play you have to make, you have to play elite. Like we have to win every game by 30. Like that's not what we're saying. Every game is different. And the scenarios and the situations and the specific plays that we're talking about in this game, Janoris Jenkins, use check, mm-hmm. interception mm-hmm. to start the second half, uh, you know, encroachment on defense on that third and 20. Those right. are plays that cannot happen. It can't happen. Period. Period. It can't happen. And if you want to be a playoff team, if you want to have a chance, if you want to get momentum, all those sort of things, like, I'm sorry, like, that can't happen, especially on national TV, which is what those playoff games are going to be. Primetime, you know, good teams that you're playing against. This isn't this isn't the uh, Seattle Seahawks, okay? Which right, is- right. Let's, let's get ready to wrap this up. I want to talk about one more player that played on defense before we switch over. But I do know we need to get some of these people in here as well, start talking with them. We've barely even touched on Trey Lance because we've been talking about Jimmy and this game so much. It's been therapeutic. This is dope. <laughs> this was really good. I'm so glad that we are talking about this. But we do also want to talk about Trey Lance. I know some of these people, if not all these people in the comments, want to talk about Trey Lance as well. Uh, I see we have 34 people in here. Please, please, please like and subscribe. We do want to push this up the algorithm. Uh, myself and Jasper, my co-host, who's not here with me tonight, got my guy Bia on here with me from 49365. We will be having 
uh, our own YouTube channel here pretty soon. We'll be sure to give you guys that information as soon as it comes out. 49365 will also have their own YouTube channel as well, too. We'll all be tapping in, spreading this information around so y'all will have it. But please like and subscribe. We got 34 people. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for tuning in, sticking with us. Like we said earlier when we started the show, there's been so much that's gone on in this past week. It feels more like a month of a month's work of worth of news that we've got. So yeah, thank you for tuning in. The one last person I wanted to talk about really quickly on the defense as a whole. If there's one thing you guys have concerns with, or one thing that you could say could have been better on the defensive side of the ball, it is getting off the field on third down. They had multiple conversions that were like bigger than 10 yards, 10 yards or bigger. And there were some that were less, but even the third and sevens, they had some third and sevens, third and sixes. They were consistent in getting, keeping drives going by, you know, going off on third down. They were, they even converted a third and 15 and that was in the first and the second half. They weren't doing much at all really in the first half. And there was a couple of drives where they were able to pick up on third down. So that's something that you can say, Hey, the defense needs to do a little bit better. That, I think that's fair in my personal opinion. But the one person I wanted to talk about was Ambry Thomas and even Josh Norman just slightly. I didn't think that they had bad games. I think that Ambry Thomas has been actually improving a lot. And yes, yes, I'll say this. A.J. Brown torched us, man. 11, 11 catches. What was it? Like 145 yards, yards, something like that. I have it here. He torched us. That's that's no question. But it wasn't Ambry Thomas's fault. He gave up two catches for 46 yards total. And one of those was that uh, 42 yarder on that Arden key. I think it was Arden key on that penalty where uh, Tannehill, you know, he just threw it up to, to AJ Brown. And so on that, I just want to say, yeah, let, I don't think we should be killing Ambry Thomas. He's been improving when getting thrown into the fire. I mean, he started off against uh, uh, Jamar Chase. <laughs> that, that was, that was his first start. Jamar Chase. He goes up against Russell Gage and uh, Kyle Pitts next week. Who was it last week? Um, who did we play last week? Not uh, the Titans before that. Oh, the Falcons you're talking about Russell Gage. And- so Russell Gage, yeah. yeah. So, so so this is going to be game four then. So yeah, and then the Bengals, the Bengals. This past week, the Bengals, yeah. Jamar Chase. So Jamar Chase, those guys that we just mentioned, mm-hmm. and then AJ Brown. And when AJ when he was on AJ Brown, he actually he stopped another touchdown that AJ Brown could have had. He made a great play on the ball, and I remember a lot of people. Um, you might remember because he was going like this, and then he put his hands out. It was a good play. So in my personal opinion, I don't think that we should be killing Ambry Thomas. And I haven't heard a lot of knowledge. I haven't heard a lot of people, you know, talking about him. I'm just saying in general, with some of these rookies, we got to give him time to develop. And I've been really, really, really encouraged by what I've seen from him. The athlete of Ambry Thomas deserves to be in the NFL. The dude can run. He's usually in position. Uh, really, even since even since that Bengals game, he's been in position. The athlete is there. Now, we can talk about you know, making plays on the ball at the catch point. We can talk about all that stuff, but, and, and how he's going to improve technically, you know, over the course of his career. But I'll say this, I'm old enough to remember how people used to talk about Dante Johnson when we drafted him. He would be, he was a laughing stock for, for some years. He wasn't very good. And now obviously before his mom, his mom had recently passed away and shout out to him um, and his family, rest in peace to her. Um, a lot of people were saying, okay, we need you, Amber Thomas. Like, it's time. We're so glad to have you. Thank you so much. He's probably our most consistent, you know, defensive back that we have. And Come on, Dante Johnson. Yeah. Yeah. I'm old enough to remember some of, some of this yeah. conversation that we had. Mm-hmm. And so what I say, I'm saying all that just, just to say, Ambry Thomas has been, I think, even better than, I'm not, not, not great, not great or anything like that, but better 
than we've given him credit for. And so I just want to say, be, let's be slow. Let's be a little patient in what we expect from our rookies. Yes, they're going to make mistakes, Trey Lance included. We can't be expecting these guys to come in and, you know, immediately be a top 10 cornerback, a top 10 QB. Like that's not going to happen. There's going to be some gaffes. Those things happen. Um, just wanted to say that if there's one thing that on the defensive side that we can talk about cleaning up a little bit, it is those long third downs. Yeah. Um, go ahead. I, I think, um, you know, we, and we got some folks in here. Uh, so we'll get yeah, we got to get to that. Um, but I, I will say um, with the defense, I mean, I know JB kind of had the same opinion as you, like the third down situation was concerning. I feel like when you look at, you know, the all 22 and the breakdown of them, I wasn't too, just how I was saying Jimmy had to not lose the game. Ryan Tannehill had the same game plan in the first half, not lose the game. But in the second half, the game for him was different, where you saw mm-hmm. like he was going to have to try to put things in there into windows and make the like. And he did. I was pretty impressed. He did. That touchdown to Josh Norman was just a good throw and a I good mean, catch. Yeah, it was. Norman was not out of position. <laughs> all those third downs, man, he was he was he was getting it in there, moving, moving players with, the, with, with, with his eyes and and finding that little small window and getting that thing in there. Like he was he was playing like Tannehill. You know, he has those flashes. And I feel like it wasn't just amazing jump off the screen, you know, MVP right. Pro Bowl level. Like, but he was playing sound, good quarterback play in the second half, like making some plays. So, again, right. the ones I really get upset with is like the penalties and, you know, things of that nature. But when it comes down to, you know, just the the every third and plus 10, yeah, you want to see them get off the field. But I, I do feel like it wasn't like guys were super out of position, like you're saying about Ambry or anything like that. Like, really, like, it's just. They were making plays and just how I was saying about Jimmy, like I don't expect perfection. I don't expect like everything to be perfect every single time. Like I would love for us to win every game and for everything to just blow out teams. But I'm I'm real when I'm watching it. Like I'm, I'm objective, right. I feel like. And it's like I do feel like the Titans made plays like in the defense giving up 17 or giving up 20 points overall. Like although they were all, you know, 20 in the second half, but 20 points overall, like. You know, you can live with it. It would have been nice mm-hmm. to see a turnover. Like that's what we really needed. Somebody to just make a play at some yeah. point, like yeah. get to the quarterback, force a fumble. But we just didn't. We just didn't really have. They they had a good game plan against D'Amico, I think, um, for the mm-hmm. in the second half. So you got to give them their props, tip the cap a little bit. And then in terms of Ambry, I hear you. I'm with you. Uh, he is in position. And let's just hope he's not like a Witherspoon situation where like, oh, right. he's right there, but just got to make the play. We want to see him eventually make those plays. But your point about right. him being a rookie, I think that's a very good point because we have expectations because it's the end of the season and we're getting into this playoff push. But that's right. not his fault. You right. know, like if he was playing in the beginning of the season, then some of these growing pains would be out and he'd be less of a rookie at this point in the season because he would have had that experience. But he is a rookie because he right. doesn't have that much experience. And the same thing with Trey, to your point. So, yes, we can have these expectations. And I still have, you know, the expectations I have. And I'm sure we'll get to that at some point. But, mm-hmm. you know, I do feel like, um, you know, you got to these guys are rookies. You know, it'd be great if they come in, just ball out Jamar Chase, Justin Herbert. But, you know, that's not yeah. the expectation for every single rookie. So. A hundred percent. Yeah. And if we have any callers, uh, we can start adding some, adding some people. We'd like to have some in. I'll put some thoughts and opinions. I know we haven't really touched on, um, we haven't touched on Trey Lance yet and our thoughts on that in regards to what we expect. Should he play in this, in this Texans game? Yeah. Uh, if you guys are interested and you do have some questions, please feel free to tap in with us. I want to open the floor and let you guys, Get off your your thoughts, your opinions. Do you want to tap in with the fable? That's what this is about, right? We I just want to yeah, get sure. quickly, man. We got to at least get to 49 in here, man. This is the, the Niners <laughs> talk. We got to get to 49. We have 47 right now. Retweet it. You know what I'm saying? Give us a <laughs> shout. Hey, I, I need to get to 49 real quick. Let's make that happen. 
Yeah, tap in, tap in, tap in. You already know what it is. Tap in with us, man. We got 47 people in here. Please be sure to like and subscribe to the video to Croc's podcast or podcast, Croc's YouTube channel. I've said it a couple times already. BMG49365, Jamal, Niner Talk with Jasper and Jamal. We will have our own YouTube channel starting soon under Frontline Sports Media. Be sure to continue to tap in with us, guys. If you have your que- any questions, thoughts, you know, just your opinion, come come through. We can talk for a few more minutes, maybe about 10, maybe about 10, 15 more minutes at the most. We'll talk, we'll talk a little bit more. Um, as we wait for some people to, you know, possibly come in. Trey Lance, let's get into it. I know a lot of people have thoughts and opinions. Um, what what just just Trey Lance, we'll start with that. I have my thoughts and opinions, but Trey Lance, what do you what do you look for? What do you look for in this Texans game? I'm looking for a run heavy game plan. You know, I am looking for an Same. effective, you know, I think because of Trey Lance and who he was, um, the potential that he had in college at North Dakota State, people were excited. They've seen what they've seen from him, the arm talent, the running ability, all these things. He threw 19 times a game at North Dakota State. And I think that's what the expectation, that's why, to me, why it was so perfect, because that's what you're envisioning us doing. I want to see North Dakota right. State tomorrow, you know, or the Sunday. <laughs> I want to see, I want to see, North. I want to see, you know, us running the ball 40 times, you know, one of those Rams game plans where we're just dominating on the run. And the plays that Trey does have called for him, this is just like what I was saying about Jimmy and the Titans game, whether if it's a wide open use check or whether it's a Debo down the middle, hit the 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 base hits. Okay, mm-hmm. I'm not I'm not too concerned. I think Trey is such an athlete and such a prospect that you're going to see wow play from him, whether it's eluding a, a, a sack or whether it's, you know, he'll find a way to give you that. Wow. Like, wow, this guy's special. But I, he'll give you those flashes. But I don't expect or want to see like, you know, a, a 75 yard bomb. Like, I, yeah, I'm looking for hit. The singles, man. Get the base hits, yeah. hit the singles. Like, I just want to see him be able. If you remember when he came in uh the first time, you know, seeing seeing time this year in the Seattle game, mm-hmm. that passed the kiddo on the right side. Was that that you, game? Yeah. Oh, you were there. You were there. Okay. I was at that one. Yeah. Uh, well, well, there you go. Like if you saw firsthand, like that passed the kiddo where it was at his legs. And he said after the game, like, I just told him, like, if I throw it like that again, just kick the ball to me. Like, um, you know, I feel like I'm I'm hoping to not see that. You know, I'm hoping to not see that. That's that's a. Uh... Now you can turn the camera off. Right. Yeah, you don't have to have your camera on when you guys come up and talk to us. You don't oh, have yeah, to have yeah, the camera yeah, on. Yeah, all good. Yeah, you don't no gotta, worries, guys. You got to show your face. You know, you might be coming. You know, just out the shower. You might be coming from a long day of work, stressed out from the gym. Whatever you're doing, man. We don't we don't need to see your situation. House might not be <laughs> you know uh, nice and tidy and neat for the camera. That's all good. We just gonna talk this Niner talk. That's what it's all about. I but saw. um, but yeah, with Trey, I'm just I'm hoping that he hits the singles. And I'm expecting no more than 23 pass attempts. Okay. That's low okay. number. That's I'm close to me. That's I'm close to what I was No saying. more than 23 pass attempts. Like run the okay. ball. So I'm with you. I'm actually I'm I'm around the same realm with you. We gotta run the ball. I think they said for sure that Trey Sermon's good to go. Mm-hmm. Uh JWJ's found his stride. Jeff Wilson Jr. His legs are back. He's looking more and more violent by the week. And I'll, I'll say this, man. I was concerned three weeks ago. I wasn't expecting that. I wasn't. But he's back. And yes, we can sit here and say, you know, the Falcons, maybe they're just not that great. But he said to go get those yards. He's been looking good. And I think his vision, while not the best in the league or anything like that, it's kind of underrated. He's been making 
really good strides since he's come back uh, against the Jags. Was that the first one? The first game was the Jags. I think his first yeah, game back. I believe so. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm excited about I'm excited about him. Uh, it's good to see that Trey Sermon was the is Rams back. Game, I believe the Rams game. I believe actually, possibly. Okay. Okay. Yeah, you're right. It might have been the Rams game. I I remember that game also being where Mitchell ran like what 30 times. Mitchell got like a lot of run in that game. But yeah, you're right. Um, and then we might have Mitchell back this week as well. And I'm looking forward to that. The one-two punch of Mitchell and Jeff Wilson in the playoffs and now potentially with Trey. I mean, people are going to be scared of our run game. And I know you had mentioned the bomb about us not needing to throw the ball deep down the field. Well, I'll say this. I agree with you 100%, but I do think if those plays are there, it will be because they can't stop the run. And I don't expect that the Texans are going to be able to stop our run game. They have a bottom two run defense. And as of last week, it was bottom five. It's worse now. They're bottom two now. That being said, if those plays are there, I think Trey for sure can hit that. He's shown us. I know it was preseason, but he's shown how to be able to run outside the pocket and hit us Trent Sherfield for a touchdown when those plays are there. We know the kid can, can do that. Some of the intricacies of, you know, passing over the middle of the field the way that the way that Jimmy does, maybe the placement is not exactly how Jimmy is, and Jimmy's probably further along in that regard than Trey is as should be the case when you have an eight-year quarterback versus a rookie. So that's fair. But the plays in terms of us possibly going down the field, I'll say, yeah, it's possible because if the Texans can't stop the run, and I don't think they're going to be able to, some of those plays are going to be there as those linebackers get closer and closer Mm -hmm. to the line of scrimmage. So I think that those shot plays, if they're called, it's definitely going to be something that's coming off of scheme. Um, We got Darius here. What's going on, man? How are we feeling tonight? Let me get him in the chat. Hold on. Yes, sir. Uh, let's let's change this up again. Let's change up a little bit. Darius, you there? Yeah, yeah. What's going on? What's good with it, man? How we doing? Bless, man. Bless. How y'all feeling this evening? Not too bad, man. We're just talking about this Niners. There's been so much going on over the past five, six days, and really all year. Um, give me your thoughts and your opinions, or if you had a question, go ahead and you know share it, man. Glad to see that you're doing well. Yeah, I mean, my my biggest question is just how Kyle's going to call this game. Like, we can talk about the run game, and you know, we got all the backs, but it's like, is Kyle going to use them? Is he, you know, he's playing this game? Who's going to start? Who's in? Who's who's not? And I really don't care who starts because I feel like we could beat these dudes if we play our brand of football. And it's like, right? You know, yeah, you can be mad at Jimmy about those those those, those bonehead picks and all that, but it's like Kyle still kept the, the game in his hand, and it was just like, it's like, come on, bro, like you got to take some responsibility too. They both doing that because mm. definitely, like, you had no problem doing it when we played Minnesota. You had no problem doing it. When we played um, a few teams, bro, like, I ain't about to go down the list, but it's like certain games you have no problem running the ball 30, 40 times when it's Elijah Mitchell getting him banged up, beating up his career before he even gets started. But with Jimmy, you pay this man 27, like, okay, I get it. You know, you're going to play him. I'm not mad at that. Play him. But when you see he's going off the rails, it's like, come on, take responsibility and start running, especially Jeff Wilson, he was getting, what, 3.2 yards a carry? Like, 
There ain't nothing he to, was. yeah. Come on, ain't nothing to, 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 to shy away from. So that's where I'm at with it, man. I just want to know how he's going to coach this game. Other well, I'm that, with you, I'm man. I'm confident. My bad. Go ahead. Yeah. yeah go ahead. No, I'm, 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 I'm good. Yeah. Yeah, I'm with you. I mean, I think that me and BMH are both with you. This should be a game we are running the ball down their throat. And ideally, yeah, you don't want to see – I don't want to see Jeff Wilson go out there and run the ball 35, 40 times. Like, I think you have at least two good enough guys that you could split some of that. You can have Jeff Wilson run the ball 15 times. You can have – or even 20. You can get – and Elijah Mitchell to run, you know, 50 to 20 times. And it also depends on his on his health as well, too, because Kyle Kyle did say, you know, we're hoping that Elijah Mitchell can play. He did say that Trey Sermon should be back. So I'm not even going to sit here and, and say that, like, Trey Sermon will get carries, but he said he'll be back. So for me, he's at least going to suit up. But he's, with, with Sermon, it's been weird this whole time. But I'm with you in terms of, you know, saying – you know, it shouldn't be. We can't be running Elijah Mitchell into the ground anymore, and we shouldn't expect that same thing from a Jeff Wilson who's what five weeks back. You know, yeah. he's five weeks back. We can't expect that. Um, yeah. We can't hope for that. And so, I think your concern is valid. I don't expect that we'll see one one guy get that many carries, but I think it would be fair to say that one guy could get the bulk of the carries. Yeah, and also like with the Trey Sermon comment, like the the theories is that you know one of the reasons that we got him is for the trade packages. Are we going to see trade packages? Like to Darius' point about what we're going to see from Shanahan, like is it going to look like the Cardinals game where it's like the play that John Lynch talked about, you running up on this on the whiteboard, but it's really just run up the middle. Yeah. Or is it like something special? Are you going to do some other things with it? That's that's one aspect that like I didn't really mention in my opening statement on Trey that, you know, it is kind of interesting. How is Kyle going to call the game? Like, what is he going to right. do? So that remains to be seen as well. So. OK, yeah, no, that that's a fair point. Uh, we got my guy Niners Warriors. I think I met him yesterday in the spaces. Uh, how are we doing, man? Welcome into the show. You have a question, a thought. Um, just a take you want to get off. The floor is yours, my guy. Sorry, my mic was on mute. Can you hear me okay? We got yes, you, sir. Okay. Yeah, great show. I'm glad you guys are talking tonight. Um, <clears throat> I don't really have much more than you guys have already covered. <clears throat> I mean, like the last part where you're talking about Trey, um, that's probably the most exciting part about the last 48 hours. Um, so I can't really add more because you covered it all. I was just going to add maybe like Trent, <clears throat> Trent Williams is me playing because um, mm -hmm. he wasn't in that first game. Um, and I mean, Jalen Moore did a great job, but I mean, just the thought of having him with Trey this time, uh, Debo now running. Yeah, um, Kittle. Oh my God. Isn't it? A, I mean, I, I, I know I'm going to wake up tomorrow and find out Jimmy's starting, but so, <laughs> I mean, so I, I, I'm just going to take one day at a time, but it just, <clears throat> It's been a great 48 hours, I and mean, I feel bad for Jimmy. I'm not, like, bashing him or anything like that. But um, um, the only thing I wanted to add was – and this is kind of going back, so I don't want to bore you guys. But when we were talking earlier about the uh, press conference, um, my only frustration right now, actually, with anything, is is the Bay Area uh, journalism. Like, I'm just mm – -hmm. so I, I just wanted to get your guys' opinion on this because – um, it's a softball type question, you know, press that they, that he faces every week. And I don't think it's his fault. I mean, he just, that's just the way it is. But, um, I mean, you guys seem familiar with Grant Cohn. He's like the only one that even presses him. 
And um, it's just, I, I mean, I feel bad for the guy. Like he's the only one and like, it's, he's almost like an outcast when he actually says something that maybe kind of doesn't, isn't the vibe of the room. And mm-hmm. so, um, so my biggest thing today was like, okay, so we all agree there was a leak, okay? So what happened was Adam Sheffer or the other guy. So he Ian comes down and says, okay, Ian. So Ian Rapport has sources that tells him that there is a, uh, a bone chip or fracture. So they had Kyle today. And I'm thinking, here's two things I would have done. First, I would ask Kyle, just get hit. You know, Kyle could be completely innocent. And he probably is. By his voice, I could tell he probably didn't really know what was going on. But you get him on record and you have him say, hey, did you know anything about this chip bone? And which actually they did do that, but I'm saying, but how did, you, how, did how did it get out? Yeah, basically, perfect. Yeah. So how did it get out? And then all you have to do is have him just confirm that he doesn't know. So now we know Kyle doesn't know. Okay, move on. And then the big one is Jimmy. I would have loved to somebody to actually say, hey, Jimmy, reports came out from a separate source that you had a chip bone. Was that anything to do with any of your people? Because there's this big thing going on around that like his agent basically right, leaked that. Right. Out. And if you get Jimmy to say no, we can move on. But I just love to see his facial expression when that question's answered. Because <laughs> it's like, uh-oh, like Jimmy be like, um, I mean, like he can get caught. He can literally get caught there for leaking that. I and mean, that's, that's, that's top secret stuff for a team. And so that's all my thing is like, our press doesn't ever do that kind of stuff. It's like, you know, I mean, they're, they're so happy just to be be there covering them and they never, um, and I, I granted there's not a lot of stuff to really press them too much on the last couple of weeks. I mean, the first part of the season, I was really frustrated. But now that Trey's coming back, it's like, um, I, I just, I've been a little more focused in on it. And when I. Oh, I think you broke up a little bit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Put stuff on mute there, Niners Warriors. But uh, I, I actually was going to ask him if he actually heard about the uh, – oh, Okay, right on. Did you, did you actually get a chance to hear um, what the New York media was asking Saquon Barkley today? I don't know if y'all Bruh. saw that. <laughs> that. That city's tough. And, and I was I, actually going to say that. I was going to use that as my point to answer your question. If this had been in New York, uh, even I would even go so far as to say a, a Green Bay, you know, they're going to get uh, Chicago. Those those markets are going to get on you. They're a little bit more. I don't want to say they're more. No, I'm going to say, it. yeah, they're more blue collar than the Bay Area. Let's be real. <laughs> I don't want to say they're more diehard. But if you come to the Bay Area, it's a little bit more progressive. And I think that you take on the your city, your your area can take on the vibe of that. So you, we have diehard fans here in the Bay Area. Um but we also have a fan base that's if you go to the football games, you might see people who are fans of the Seahawks. You might see people who are fans of the the Bears. You have a lot of people who come here because it's Silicon Valley. And I think that that kind of plays a role in some of these questions. Not just that, but the fact that you have a Matt Mayoko who seems to be, you know, the chief like ear person for the 49ers. You got your Grant Cones, and well, I mean, a lot of them want yeah. to continue to stay in good in good uh, faith with the 49ers. If they were to ask certain questions, maybe the 49ers, some of them, you know, they would – I don't want to say they tune them out, but they wouldn't have the access maybe that they have. Um, I think all of that plays somewhat of a role. Uh, yeah, I, any thoughts I, or opinions I, on that? I, I can't speak for the journalists, but, you know, they are – you know, it's like, um, it's like a relationship with your lady, man. You got to pick and choose your battles. Mm-hmm. I feel like they got to pick and choose their battles with the, with the team and what questions they want to ask because they know they're going to – 
you know, they, they got to basically, like I said, just pick and choose which ones, which ones they're going to kind of delve further into. Like you said, this was a good opportunity for them to ask something about that. But, you know, re regardless of how Jimmy or Shanahan would have responded to that question or now in the case that they didn't even get the question asked, we're still going to talk about it. We still got the, the content folks out here that are still going, you know, this Niner talk, you know, pun intended. We're going to do that all day. So, you know, we're always going to talk about it regardless. So that's the good thing about it. All right, and I'll, I'll go back to watching you back on the channel. Um, but before I go, I was just um, – I mean, also, I think it would help the Niners because we could literally find out who this – I mean, there's been some sources this year that we've been leaking things, and it's like I think they would actually kind of want to find out too because literally like, they contradicted what they were saying just 24 hours. So somebody's talking, and I'm sure Kyle would actually – because he wants everything to shut – as a coach, you would want everything to be – you know, Fort Knox and just tight, 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 no, no leaks whatsoever. And so somebody's talking and but, if it's Jimmy's agent or yeah. But we did, we did, this whole thing started off with the whole Mac Jones, Trey Lance, right? And so even with those stories of those coming out that we were for sure going to get Mac Jones from some reporters that were saying that like that pretty much, I think it's possible that Shanahan or the team may have burned some bridges even in that process in terms of the reporters and getting information out and things like that. Like uh, Jamal was saying at the beginning of this show, man, the whole season has been a roller coaster of emotions, of content, of different things going on, of sources, of, you know, various things going on here and there. So I think when the team has set things the way that they have with having Jimmy come back and play on this sort of, I don't want to say lame duck, but, you know, it's just a weird situation for him to be in. It's a weird situation for the team to be in. You know, there's a lot of different angles where it's not, you know, you can put one and one together and figure out that Jimmy G is probably putting this out there, putting that out there. And maybe he's not. So this is good that we should have had some people maybe asking those questions. But we put ourselves in this situation at the end of the day. So the year just keeps on giving, man. Yeah. And for the other conspiracy, I just, uh, I'll, I'll hang up after this. Um, the fourth quarterback we brought in today, um, for those hoping like me today, I was thinking, okay, well, that means for sure Trace coming in. But you know what I think that is? And I, and I don't have any proof of it. I think what that is is uh, more insurance for COVID. So right now we have Trey and uh, Sud uh, Nate Sudfield. That's his name, right? Mm -hmm. I don't even know the name. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yes. Okay, so if one of those go down with COVID, I think that's a COVID pickup. I don't think that's a Jimmy's – it might be a little bit of both, but I have a feeling like this COVID thing is getting and, – and I never heard Kyle talk about uh, uh, the Rona – uh, more than he has uh, today. He seemed a little uh, spooked. I mean, I know they're all doing Zoom now and stuff, but um, I think that guy's a backup because if I mean, God forget, yeah, it's a. I think it's a Rona move. I don't think it's a uh, Jimmy move. It might be a little bit of both though. They're really dire now. So, all right. But uh, by the way, great. Show. Yeah. yeah, I'll let you guys talk off the air. I'm I'm off. For sure, man. Thank you for coming in. I appreciate the time. Um, yeah, we like to talk with you all as well. So yeah, just my little two thoughts about that. I think that's a fair point that Tyler Bray could have been signed for COVID. We also signed Colby Wadman. That's the, the punter we signed because of uh, Wisnowski, who just had a little baby, a little baby as well, too. So hope they're OK. Um, I think that's a great point, actually, the fact that it could be for COVID. Yeah, that's absolutely something. This dude, Tyler Bray, he was in Kansas City 2013, 16 and 17. And he backed up Alex Smith and then he played for with the Bears as recently as 2020. He's played for those two teams. Um, now, here's the funny thing. I actually I said this earlier. I don't know how many people know this. He's been on multiple teams. That's a couple teams now. And he's been in and out of the league since 2013. But the dude does not have much game experience. He's attempted six passes. 
So I do think that, that 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 there's something to that of them signing a guy that's been around the league. You know, he's been in locker rooms uh, for what eight seasons, nine seasons. Now, um, I don't think that they are expecting him to play, but this is someone who could come in in an emergency situation. It is if, interesting if, timing, if, but if I do think playing, that it also plays with the fact. Yeah, my bad. I ain't go ahead, cut go you ahead. off. But if he, but if he's no, playing, he, if, if we get in the Ian Book situation where we're playing with our fourth street, look, man, we ain't. We it's ain't an emergency situation. That's it's it. A, it's <laughs> a wrap. We ain't about to win nothing. Like, like if we, if that does happen, Rona or not, like it's a wrap. So I'm just gonna say that right now. Like it's a wrap. Like yeah, no, I'm with you on that. that. Uh, I think we'll stick around for maybe about five more minutes if there's one, you know, potential more caller that would like to come in. Uh, once again, thank you all so much for tuning in with us. I think we got up to, what, 51, 52 people. We did hit the yeah, mark okay. that you were reaching at there for a second. Hey, there it goes back up to 51. Uh, please hit the like and subscribe button. Thanks for tuning in. Glad to have you all in here. If there's one more person, we will uh, take one more question. But man, if there's not, yeah, I just wanted to say thank y'all for tuning in. So much has gone on this season. And like I said earlier, shout out to my guy, Jason Aponte, man. The content writes itself. We, we yeah, started man. out 2-0, and won the first couple games. Then we go 2-4. and four, And then we, what, we're 8-7 and seven now. It's been up, down, not much to talk about. We've had good Jimmy. We've had bad Jimmy. We've had Brandon Ayuk being the doghouse like we've been all over the place but you know what all that being said with how crazy the season's been we are still in position to go to the playoffs and i love that i love that we're in a position and whether it be trey that takes us or not and i do think that trey will probably be playing going forward i love the experience that he's going to get i think it's only good experience that he's going to get and should we go to the playoffs i love that he's going to get a rookie or he's going to get a playoff atmosphere in his rookie season. Whether we win or not, that's beside the point. He's going to experience what that's like. I love that. Yeah, and I, I would say, man, I guess like my sort of closing thing is you kind of went through the season, the ups and downs, the roller coaster. If you remember where we were, you know, it, I would say maybe the Seahawks game was one where I definitely probably almost broke something. The Colts game was mm -hmm. one where, you know, something could have broken the house. You know, we've had low points and we've had high points and we've had disagreements and I'm not just talking about the 49ers. I'm talking about the fan base, all of us, so the, the Twitter right. spaces, the post games, everything, right? And, you know, even if you want to bring it like this, like having these podcasts come on, Frontline Sports Media, like us right. being on and having the platform later on the season and do this, everything. It's been it's been a crazy year, right? And a year to remember for sure. And when I think about it, man, this the way that the schedule worked out, um, it, if, if it is, in fact, Trey Lance going to be starting on Sunday, and hopefully yeah. starting not just Sunday, but also the Rams game and then leading us in the playoffs. How perfect did this all play out where mm. teams don't really have a lot of film on him? So we really can take advantage of maybe hitting the ground, running with them and opening things up and giving a new look. And not only that, but after the Titans game specifically, adding a jolt to our offense, like adding a mm. spark to our team. You know, I think earlier in the season there was concerns of, no, this is Jimmy's team and no, it's split. I think with it being at the end of the year, Jimmy G played a full season, basically, right? He essentially played a full right. season. He missed a few games, but he essentially played, you know, a full season. So in terms of trade value and stuff like that, there's nothing really he can do more. I mean, yeah, if he made a Super Bowl run and stuff like that, but no, he played basically a full season. If you want him, you see what it is. Look at 2019. Look at this year. He's shown it, right? So we're in a right. situation where we can put out Trey out there 
And uh, the Texans, who are not a good team, you already mentioned their run stats, but they beat the Chargers last week. So it's not like we got to come into it like the Arizona Cardinals with Colt McCoy where our guards are down. Or we come into it like, you know, just any team that we probably should beat and we end up not doing that, right? Because they just beat the Chargers last week. And I think that bodes well for us too. Like just in terms, end up being a home game. We're trying to get right. a start potentially in this home game, a home environment as we go finish off the season with the last regular scene of last regular season game also being a home game in la i think it works out perfectly for us this the season if this is in fact the <laughs> beginning of the trey lance era and the transition from the jimmy g era it didn't end up so great for jimmy g with the injury but he did lead a touchdown drive on the end and he had a solid season for us and he's done like if it if this is in fact the end I mean, maybe it's not the perfect ending for Jimmy, but I think it is a good, you know, all things considered, the season could have went a lot differently. And right. he was able to bounce back. We were able to bounce back. And this is a perfect spot for Trey to take it. If he's able, I, I said it earlier, 23 pass attempts, but if he's able to just ball out and be efficient and do what he needs to do in every opportunity that he has, then right. maybe this is a situation where Jimmy can play against the Rams, but we're not going to let him see the field because it's time to start this Trey Lance era and move forward that way. So that's what I'm looking forward to see this whole script of the season. You couldn't write it better. And the last, you know, icing on the cake, cherry on the ice cream could be, is this game going to be, you know, for the last game of the season, is that going to be to get into the playoffs? Is that going to get flexed to Sunday night football? You know, is there going to be something on the line or are the Rams going to sit out players? I was thinking about it, you know, because I have tickets for that game. Me and JB are going to be mm -hmm. there. And I was thinking about it. And this is, you know, thinking ahead a little bit. But it's like, even if uh, we're in a situation where Jimmy, you know, maybe he is the starter and he's going to come back. Maybe we're in a situation where if we handle business this week, then it's going to be locked up potentially to where we're going to see Trey play anyways because we don't want Jimmy to get hurt. Right. So it might be, right. you know, Trey playing either way of that, at least the last game of the season. So I'm excited. I'm super excited. Long week, long season. But we're here and I'm thankful. Man. We're here. We're here. Yeah, I'm with you. And I'm not even going to take too long to explain too much. Side note. My Wi-Fi is acting like McDonald's right now. So if I cut out, just take over for me. At least we made it through to the end of the show because I hadn't had any problems before. But we on the McDonald's Wi-Fi, we got to fix that. We got to fix that. But I'm with you, man. I'm with you. You know, ideally, I think myself and you, we would have liked to see Trey a little bit sooner. And I'll be honest, after that two and four start, I was thinking it was going to come much sooner because it was looking like our season was not going to even include the playoffs. It was starting to look like that. Things have changed for sure. hundred percent. Yeah. You talk about, let me take my ass to bed real quick. <laughs> you know, some people are, you know, a little bit lower on Jimmy. Some people are a little higher, you know, we're all, there's a lot of people that are all over the place in regards to him. We all fans at the end of the day though. Yeah. Were there things that Jimmy could have done better? 100%. And we will talk about them. So I'm not even mad that you said that, man, I'm with you. Um, oh man, I think you froze out. Well, if he is out that he was going to get to, it was going to be this week. This is somewhat of a soft landing spot for him. Um, excited to see that. Excited to see him. I think he can have a 16 for 25, uh, 250 yards, maybe one passing touchdown, one rushing touchdown. Uh, I could see something like that happen happening. Uh, this is definitely a game we should be running the ball, though. Jimmy can't. or We can run a similar game plan that we've seen with Jimmy. With Trey Lance, I don't think that that's an issue. But having that extra added element as well of his legs is going to have the Texans just roll. They're going to be they're scrambling. I think this is a game we should win with Trey. I'm pretty confident in our ability to win this game as well too. 
And yeah, man, let's just let's go. Let's go. Let's 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 be excited about it. Whether you wanted to see, you know, Trey in week 17, week 18, you know, whether you wanted to see him or not, we knew that it was inevitable, whether it was now or whether it was going to be next year. The situation is what it is now. Maybe we'll see him now. I'm not even saying it's for sure yet because we don't know for sure yet. I just feel it will be him. But let's just let's 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 have some patience with him while also being excited and expecting that we can win this game. I do think this is, this is a game we can win on the back of our rushing, on the back of our running backs. And I don't think that their defense really scares me. That's really kind of my final thoughts here. Uh, Biamechi, you got any final thoughts before we close this up? Nah, this, man, that's it. Other than, uh, yeah, other than uh, you kind of froze up there for that whole take. I'm not going to lie. Oh, to no, you. I knew it. Yeah, you're frozen here like quicksand, but we heard you. So we heard the message. Okay. So it's still strong. It still resonates. But I just wanted to say it was fun, man. I appreciate you having me on Niner Talk. My name is Bia Mechi, for those who don't know, of 49365. We do the Tuesday night show at 9 p.m. We didn't go on last night, so I know Jasper couldn't make this show. So I was like, hey, right. man, Jamal, you need it. We, we a team out here, man. We a team out here. So I was like, let me come off the bench and fill in for you. If you need some support, he was like, let's do it. So this is the first time I'm actually doing a show with Jamal. I know the Wi-Fi is right. you know, going crazy right now, but I appreciate you having me on. Appreciate all the faithful who tapped in. And I appreciate y'all getting over 50 people. A lot of opinions in the comments in the chat. Chat, some that I didn't agree with, some that I did agree with, but it's all love. We just talking this Niner talk as the podcast is titled. So That's you already it, know what it is. Appreciate y'all, man. Appreciate y'all. Niner talk, Jasper and Jamal, Wednesdays, 6 p.m. Slide through. Appreciate y'all. Take it easy. We'll catch y'all next week. Peace.